Welcome back to PolPolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you go to Spotify, type in PolPolitikin, listen to all our interviews on there. One, two, one, two, I'm in the place to be with Kenyatta Griggs. How you doing, bro? Everything's good, man. Out here in the land of Lala, down here in Los Angeles, and uh, just making these moves, man, on my way to the gym after I finish with you. That's what's up. And Kenyatta, uh, I first heard about you, you're the co-author of Culture Vultures. You got Dame Dash yeah, on there with you. And then after that, I heard that about that book, so I went back and I, I typed in your name on Spotify, so I saw all of your other books on Spotify. They got The Secret of Balling, then they got Thinking Ball Out. So I was like, cool. I was like, cool. Like it. Dope. Dope. And then... I listen to both of them, and then the, I was going to ask you, so I guess we can just go into it now since we was talking about it, but the Thinking Ball Out, you know, I'm a big fan of Think and Grow Rich, so I was like, cool, it kind of reminded me of that, but then also, did you ever listen to uh, Think and Grow Rich, The Black Choice? You ever heard yeah, about that one? Yeah, I did. I have, actually had the book. I didn't listen to it, I had the book, so that was like a long time ago. Um, I had that, uh, I bought that, and it was like, it was dope, man. It was just was, I mean, I'm like, I'm a person that just seeks information and knowledge on any level, so... You know, it was a time where I was really going deep into the personal development books, and that was just really my premise for everything. So, but now I'm heavy into alchemy and you know the laws and principles of the universe. Mm. All right, cool. And I want you to, and I, I keep hearing you talk about hip hop motivation. So I just want you to kind of talk about your background a little bit, a little bit, and how your company got started. Okay. Well, um, from originally from Los Angeles, I was. A, for many years. I own my own salon on Crenshaw on 43rd for about 18 years as a barber over there. And uh, what I did was I've always had a passion and desire, like I said, for personal development. And so what I, I would always be, you know, people that know me, I was listening to a lot of audio books. I would read. Anytime I had downtime, I was doing some form of adding to myself, you know, whether it was a book or audio book. So there was one day in particular that uh, myself and all my homeboys were going to the club and they heard the Think and Grow Rich audio book, the original, with, actually, with uh, the stuff with uh, Napoleon Hill actually speaking. And they were turned off by it because naturally it didn't have the vibration of how we talk at this time. And so they were laughing at me, like, man, what you listening to? Man, this is crazy. And it just happened to be on when they got in the car. I started the car up and I forgot I had it in there. And so what I had to do, I was like, oh, I took it off and put some hip-hop in. And it always, that stuck with me in saying that, yo, if there was some information that sounded like how we talk and had the vibration of how we move, I mean, it would do well, you know. Even though the information, anybody can listen to it, you know, but cats be feeling like a lot of that stuff is corny when they hear it. So I continue to study, you know, Think and Grow Rich is one of my favorites. I have have many favorites, but that's one of my favorites. And on the day I came up with the concept for Hip Hop Motivation, as well as the concept for the project that you were talking about, Thinking Ball, thinking, thinking ball Out, I, uh, I was at the shop. It was a Friday, the day after my 29th birthday. And I was sitting at my station. It was one of the slowest Fridays I ever had in the business, which was ironic because it gave me, like I said, downtime. I always use my downtime to utilize doing something constructive. Whether it was adding to myself, 
reading something and listening to something great uh, or writing. And so at this time, I started writing. And I came up with the concept and the idea for hip-hop motivation, as well as the concept and idea for thinking ball out that will be presented through that company. And the name hip-hop motivation was going to stand behind, stand in front of the definition that I would provide personal development information, learning information for the hip-hop culture. And so I got a call from Method Man from Wu-Tang Clan to come cut his hair because I cut a lot of entertainers from L. Cool J, Method Man, T.I. I I cut a lot of people in the business being a barber. Um, And so I got a call from Meth. I told him I would come through and cut him up. And before I cut him up, I made a stop out my crib where I was staying at the time, but I didn't make it in, and I was shot six times by someone I've never seen before. Uh, they gunned me down, stood over me uh, to finish me off, but he had no more good bullets in the gun. The click, click, click by my temple. Yeah. He ran off. Um, I stayed there. He just left me there to die. People started coming out trying to console me. The cops came up and harassed me in that position. It was a white cop and a Hispanic cop, and... The Hispanic cop asked me what I do to deserve this sarcastically as soon as he walked up. Couldn't breathe, so I couldn't really talk well. I was like, nothing, please help me, please help me. And then um, the white cop asked me my name. Well, the Hispanic cop said, well, you must have did something <laughs> to deserve this. And I was like, no, please help me. The white cop said, what's your name? I said, Kia. He's like, yeah. He's like, well, you can't tell us your name. We can't get you any help. Yeah. At that moment... At that moment, the ambulance, I heard the ambulance coming in the background. It came, took me in, and uh, I continued writing and finishing up thinking about out in the hospital. And that's what you hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the reason it's an audio book is because I didn't have a full understanding of how to write a book. But my, my mindset being an abundant mindset, I just went with what I knew to do and what I could do. You know, instead of just giving up on the idea and the dream to develop a project through hip-hop motivation, what I did was recorded it with a guy named Henny the Business, who is a well-known producer now in the industry. He did all the girls around the world for Young Money. Uh, he did a Follow My Lead for 50 Cents. He did Strip for Chris Brown. And at that time, I was managing him, trying to get him into the industry, which I did uh, help with that. And uh, shoot, the rest is history. And then I continued writing the project, recorded it, and then I remember, like, I remember exactly how old I was when I started, like, really studying personal development and self-help. Do you remember, like, what age you were when you really, like, who put you on to it? Yeah, man, um, I've always been, I've always been a person that was seeking information and seeking a higher ideal of things. You know, my, uh, my grandparents, when I was in North Carolina growing up, partially, uh, my grandparents, they were masons and eastern stars and you know shriners and you know they were heavy up in the game they were like at the, the highest degree but i used to you know ask a lot of questions I, I was one of those children that didn't get shut down by my elders ironically um so it kept me open to seeking knowledge as well as being open with my parents my grandparents my father my mother who i could ask or anything i could ask my mother about sex when i was six years old or a period what's this do what's that do you know so I you know I say like that's when it really started when I was about like I would say about seven seven eight is when I became a seeker of just information mm. I tell people this and they it's hard to believe but I definitely was trying to you know <laughs> trying to get on some information because I admired people that had knowledge 
you know, and then the admiration became came into full fruition when I was uh I would say about the eighth grade, I started studying the five percent teachings, uh being out in North Carolina with some cats I met from New York and I just got on the mathematics real heavy. That was my first real exposure to something that was constructive and packaged up well and then from there I just kept growing each year, each each uh every moment I could, you know, and I didn't do it perfect because there was a lot of trial and error in that, you know, like most people, you know, I had to, you know, the best learning I ever had was through actually failure and trying that experience. And then when you was talking about some of your favorite books, you say you had more. So I just want you to talk about more of your, like what kind of books you like. Oh man. I like, uh, I like anything from Neville. I like Neville Goddard. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I like, I like him. Yeah, Neville's great. Uh, uh, one of my favorites from him is Resurrection. A lot of people can't really get into it because he goes a little deep and he really breaks down uh, scripture and then I, when he applies. Yeah. But I noticed with him, he's talking about, it's a black guy he's studying that he talks about sometimes. I noticed that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, he's, he's actually Caribbean. Um, you know, so I'm sure he's I'm sure he's mixed or whatever. Um, from what I saw, he's from Trinidad, if I'm not mistaken. Mm, okay. So and so he has the whole, you know, cultural thing also. So, yeah, Abdullah is the one who put him up on game, you know. so And it's just like anything else. Like, the first teacher within the personal development movement was uh, Beverly, Pre- Beverly Pascal Randolph. And so that's a black man, you know. So anybody that's saying that they're in personal development or saying that they like the people that wrote The Secret, Beverly Pascal Randolph is the father of all that, you know. And he's a black man hmm. from the United States. You know, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So Neville Goddard, I like. I like. Um, I like a book called The Cabalion by the Three Initiates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard about I like that. Any, yeah, I like anything from that author, which is uh, Belon Dumont. He goes by different names on different books. Um, he never kept the same name. He has aliases. So Belon Dumont has a book called Personal uh, Personal Magnetism. That's a great book, man. Is a, it's a beautiful book because he goes into how to really attract things into your life uh, through your personality and through just your interactions. And I, I, re- I recommend that book to everyone. I recommend that book to Dane especially, you know what I'm saying, because of things he had, he's had to experience um, through, you know, losing his company and just losing relationships with people. So you ever listen to uh, Reverend Ike? Oh, yeah, Reverend Ike as well, yeah. Yeah, Reverend Ike, man, Father Divine. I mean, it's so, Bobby Hemmett, that's, that's that's one of my favorites. Um, I like his philosophy, but he's funny as well on top of that, Brother Panic. I like uh, all, all the greats, man, Sister Mira. I like uh, Kabahaya Wapa Kamene, who was also in my movie, The Secret to Balling. You know, I'm just a seeker of knowledge and information, man, so I don't really, and then I don't really, um, I don't look at what they're doing as separate from myself. I look at it as another form and another piece of God as we all are. You know, we're all fragments. And all this knowledge and information is fragment knowledge. You know, you can spend all your life studying these different things, but then you realize the more you know is the more you don't know. Yeah. So I just want, uh, yeah, and I saw also you saying, I actually saw, I saw you just posted, I think I was looking in your stories. You had a DVD I wanted you to talk about. I haven't saw the DVD, but I saw it. Yeah. That I created with my team, Carol and Gentle, Michelle Gentle, who was actually my lady. We created this project. Well, first of all, I came with the idea from Thinking Ball Out when I interviewed Damon Dash on a segment called The Secret to Balling from Thinking Ball Out way before the idea for the movie even existed. And so that 
more popular among my peers and people that I, were around, I was around and anyone that heard it, that I said, you know what, well, I could probably do a movie like that to where I just interview mad people from the industry and just all over the world or just from different walks of life and put it together and ask them the same questions and see what we get. And that's what I did with The Secret of All. And I interviewed Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith next to a guy like Redman, who was a good friend of mine, and asked him the same questions of how they achieve success. And it's funny because they're very, very similar answers. They say in different ways, huh? In different ways, absolutely. You know, success leaves clues. So when I asked Dr. Beckwith, for instance, about, say, research and studying things before he got on it, before he became the powerhouse that he is of today, um, you know, he said, I, I asked him that question, and then I asked the same question to Snoop, and Snoop said the same thing before the, before the client album existed, before, you know, he had a love and a passion to study different music from different genres. You know, he's, he's always been open to culture, within music, different cultures. And so that's why Snoop, coming from the golden era, still exists today, because he actually, he actually has a profound respect for different sounds from all walks of life. Hmm. And so that has something to do with his sound as well. And, uh, you know, it's, and, and it, like I said, I, and again, I said it's handmade because we had like a little bump in the road with the guy we were working with before who we paid to direct the movie. And somebody I grew up with known since I was eight years old, but the relationship didn't really work out. And so what we had to do is we had to take the files we did have and I had to put it back together almost like a puzzle. And that's really what that movie is. It's it's no budget. I just ask people for favors. I ask people if they do interviews, and they were game, man. And we, we create a docudrama because there's also a little underlying movie that exists while the movie's going on between the segments uh, with my lady Michelle. And, you know, I feel like it's a beautiful piece because of the, the esteem of it and how it worked out because when he went AWOL on us, you know, like anybody, you're doing something with someone and they just all of a sudden get a change of idea or a change of heart or they try to do things to extort or whatever they're trying to do. That's heartbreaking for somebody that's a creative mm-hmm. because then you have the project sitting on the table and you're looking at all the pieces that are scattered all around and you're like, damn it. And it was actually at that point it was done, but he didn't finish. So I had to go back in. I took the directorial debut and said, you know what, I'm going to have to direct this and put it back together, and that's what I did. And, um, you know, anyone that watches it, I'm sure you're going to gather some great information from it because there's certain principles that I etched out that are that have to exist in order to see success on any level in any field. Yeah, and I want you to talk about, I mean, because I already hear it in all your stuff, but I just want you to talk about, like, how powerful, like, you know, power of thought, like your mind and your thinking. Because even with me, like I tell you now, but I had told myself when I started listening to Culture Versus, I was like, man, I said, I want to interview Kenyatta. I told myself that. And I was like, you know what? I said, I'm going to listen to all these books. I'm going to listen to both all these books, and then I'm going to hit them up. I was even telling my girl that. I said, and then I'm going to hit them up. So I, I know how like the mind works like that, but I don't think a Absolutely. lot of people really know. Absolutely. So I just want you to talk about it. I would say this too, not to cut you off, but I would say this too. That's that's very that's pretty remarkable because I've done a lot of interviews, and the one thing that trips me out is like people they go off of one project or just see me on the videos, but they don't take the time to check out what's up under my name. They don't check out the other stuff, so they just think that it's a one shot pony situation with Dane. But in actuality. I mean, thinking ball out was way before all that. You know, 
I like all of it. I think all of it is dope, man. Like I said, I went through. But I didn't watch the DVD yet. But like far as the yeah. the other the other books and Culture Vultures, yeah, I yeah. Really like what you're doing. Yeah, really nah, dope. Now that's dope because that's what I'm saying. Like you did something that most interview the interviewers don't do, which is connected to what we talk about within the movie, which is doing research, educating yourself. Mm-hmm. There's a chapter in the movie called Check It Out that goes into that. You know, because people fail to they fail to go into research and educate themselves because. I guess people get comfortable in ignorance, you know, and so, you know, when you look at the word ignorance, the word ignore is the beginning of the word ignorance for on purpose because you just choose to ignore knowledge and then you're able to see the knowledge and accept the knowledge and go into the knowledge that's when you actually change your mindset. That's when it can help you change, you know. So as far as the power of your thoughts and the power that exists and why those things happen and even with the attraction force that you use to get this interview happening right now on this level is because at the same time, the first law under universal law, some people call it, you know, natural law, whatever you want to call it, is the law of mentalism, meaning that, and it states that the mind is all, the all is mind, the universe is mental. You don't even have to go to the next six laws if you truly understand that law. Hmm. I recommend going to the next six laws, but you stay there, that's all you need. When you get to understanding that everything in existence that is in front of you, you have created by the faculties of your mind. How you perceive things to be, what you see, anything that you've manifested came from the faculties of your mind. Because the all is mine. Now, what is this all that we're talking about? To some people it's source energy, to some people it's Allah, some people it's God, some people it's Jehovah, whatever you want to call it, whatever you think it is. Just know that divinity is at your reach. It's within, not without. And so when you understand that principle, there is nothing in the universe that you can't overcome, do, or have happen through the will of your mind. And so the will of your mind is what they call, like we hear people say, the will of Allah, the will of God. Mm-hmm. That's what the will of the mind is. So it's all about your thinking. That's the faith too? To be. This, that's faith and, too? Is that phase two? Would that be phase two? Phase two? No, that's phase one. No, faith. Faith. Phase two as far as what? No, faith. Like, is that faith? Like, faith. Like, oh, Tupac yeah. made mom. I mean, Pac oh, made, oh, Biggie oh. made mama. <laughs> <laughs> like, your faith, your phone was breaking like I didn't really understand. No, faith is absolutely a part of that. Faith is a piece of that. You know, that's, the, that's one of the largest parts because what you believe and what you feel is what you get. And so in actuality, you know, you got a lot of, like now in this day and age, you got a lot of people that are vegans, and you got a lot of people that are vegetarians, you got some people that eat meat, for instance. This is just to give a good example. Um, not that one or the other is right or wrong, but we all know that eating closer to nature is better for you, but it's all about how far you take that. So what you know and what you believe to be true will become true for you. So if you feel like, if you're a vegan, for instance, and you feel like, let's say, eating pork is bad, is deadly, and it do all these adverse things to you, if anyone happens to slip that on you, say a little, a little bacon bit on your salad, you very well can die from that thought and that idea of what you believe pork to be. Hmm. And that's one of the reasons why our ancestors didn't fall off and die because they would eat pork or eat slop. All that stuff they was eating on, on the plantation. Right. You know, my grandmother today is 101, right, as of a couple months ago. And we were at the party for her, and, you know, I'm watching her eat 
watching her eat, and you know she's enjoying herself. She's still mentally there, and she's talking to everybody, and she's eating chicken and different stuff. And but before she put a fork to the plate, she did what you're supposed to do: is she prayed over her food. She actually went in, prayed over her food. I'm sure she asked for the nourishment from the food or whatever her prayer is. She didn't say it out loud, but then she started eating. And I, I found that to be very interesting because I'm around a lot of vegans and people that always, you know, now that I'm working out, everybody becomes a health master and a workout guru. <laughs> as soon as you start working out, Dan, Dan hit me with that the other day when he was, you know, he'd be, he be saying some little hater stuff about me working out, be joking, you know, like homeboys do, but then he'd be like, yeah, you just need to go vegan. Uh, you was eating steak three months ago. Now you all of a sudden, you conform to this and that. That's all good, but... Yeah, you do whatever it is you feel because it's all about the will of the mind. Because the food is not what makes you sick. It's your mind. That right. See, the mind is all. It's just, like I said, stay there. And then Don't get that principle. The principle of mentalism and look over that principle and stay there. Don't even move to the next principles until you understand that for me. Yeah, and it's... That's all there is. Yeah, it's funny you say that, and then, like, what I'm learning through my study is, too, like, like he say stay there, so it's, like, far as the vibration, and that's, that's the staying there, like, you can't just be saying, like, whatever you want, you gotta actually feel it and, like, really believe it in that vibration. Yeah, application is vibration. You want to apply these things. You want to apply the action to it, and that's what wisdom is. Wisdom is action. You know, first you have to have knowledge of a thing, then once you begin to understand it, it, it will equate into wisdom, which is action. It's easier to apply things when you understand them. Now, I don't always believe in understanding things fully before you make a move, but it is a great way to do it with certain things. But it's always beautiful to go through a failure to try something and see how far you've come or how good you are at something, and then keep going. You know, the name of the game is Focus Resolve. That's, that's the key focus no matter what's taking place and no matter what's happening. And that's the attraction force of the law of vibration, which is also connected to the law of correspondence, which are the two laws after mentalism. And then, like, I know how, with you, you're doing the hip-hop motivation. I know with me, how I do self-help me hip-hop. Like, I think it's just how hip-hop, like, certain lines in music be, like, really motivational. Just like Nas on that, You Can Hate Me Now, he was like, he said, niggas fear what they can't understand, hate what they can't conquer. Guess this Ethereum man became a monster. So, like, stuff like that, like, I hear it, then it, like, really motivates me. So, what, what lyrics you got like that that, like, really, like... I guess your go-to lyrics when you, you know, you, you know, grinding or something. Man, that's a head. great question, man. I, it's, whew, I'm such a, such a huge fan of hip-hop, man. Just, the, just the, the creativity of it, man. That's, you know, you know what song I really like, man, that I listen to sometimes in the quiet time that I have? I like, uh, Thief in the Night by Black, Black Star, mm. you know, which is most definitely Talib Kweli. You know, there's a verse on there with Talib. I mean, most definitely just gets into it. He gets, he gets busy on that song, you know, uh, when he says, like, uh, we went from either niggas or kings, bitches or queens, you know what I'm saying? Like, he go into it. I don't know the whole rhyme, but it's like a song called The Thief in the Night. When you hear that song, Tommy Kwali starts it off with, give me the fortune, keep the fame. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the first thing he said. Give me the fortune, keep the fame. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why do we, he said, because he said, we live the truest lie. I asked him why, because we follow the blue side. You know what I'm saying? So, sorry, 
man, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I get motivated by so many different MCs, man. It's crazy. I couldn't even name one. Terrence, one. I mean, damn, Entertainment, the album, that was one of the greatest albums in hip hop. That certificate by Ice Cube. You got shit. It's so many, man. Definitely. No, so what do you think about like the newer generation? Cause I don't, I know with me now it's like I'm older, so I'm seeing the young kids. Like some of them I don't like, but some of them I do like. You know. Yeah, I don't hate on I don't hate on nobody's creativity, man. Like I think it's a beautiful thing because the same thing they going through is what we went through when we was young kids. Well, for myself, coming up in the eighties, born in the seventies, man. Like when hip hop what first came to fruition, like on the on the highest level. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when L. Cool J came out, my uncle telling us hip hop wasn't gonna last and that shit is garbage. But, you know, look how far we've come. You know, we was all young. We was young punks one time. We was cats that nobody really understood. So, you know, the only thing I don't like is that there's no consciousness. You don't hear too much consciousness within the, the music. You hear a lot of drug use and um, promotion of, you know, just promotion of drugs and. and, and you know, hurting yourself, and I ain't with that. You know what I'm saying? I ain't with all that drug rap. But I do. I definitely feel like consciousness will come back around into the the game of hip hop. You know, and then you got hip hop, and then you got rap. You know, that's mm-hmm. rap music that you hear right now. Yeah, I say. Speaking of rap, like what? So, what's your opinion on um on culture vultures? I I I I interviewed a white guy, right rapper about that, and I asked him. Man, he was stuck, man. He didn't know what to say. <laughs> he was like, I don't know what you mean by that. He's like, I don't like that term. I was like, you know what the fuck I mean? Yeah, you know, a white guy. Yeah. It's deeper than race. It's deeper than race. I say that because you have, you definitely have people that, you know, and you can write about for this as well, that you grew up with, maybe Hispanic, maybe white or Asian. And they were around you, and they were just as much into hip hop as you were, and they still have that that frequency. Mm. It's all about frequency, I think. I, I think that if you're not of the culture, or you're not of that frequency, and you're trying to just take from the frequency, you're working towards taking from a certain frequency, and you're not of that frequency, that's being a vulture. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't really have love for it, so you really haven't studied the art. As far as like what Dane talks about, as far as Leo Cohen and all these different guys, you know, he said a lot of crazy stuff on Breakfast Club that was interesting, but at the same time, you know, when you look at his career, you know, he was there with Public Enemy, he was there with Run DMC, like, he was there, you know what I'm saying? So, it's kind of like, you know, but that's Dane's interaction with him, you know, so I can't get in the way of that, you know what I'm saying? I can't say nothing about the club, I don't even know him like that, you know, but as far as being a composer in hip-hop, there are people that are participating that don't really have love for the culture and the way you get love for the culture goes back again to what you know Snoop Dogg told said on the, the Secret of All the Movie is just understanding and studying what you're doing studying the craft of hip hop studying the culture of different musics different genres you know and understand, that understanding will give you the knowledge to respect the culture of hip hop so you want to study and know the history of what you of what you're participating in mm-hmm. you know like it'd be very important for a guy that's a corner in football to study, you know, one of my family members, Jack Tatum, from the Raiders back in the day. Yeah. Study, you know, how he paralyzed Daryl Singley. And, you know, just it's always wise to go to history and study the things that came before you, man, because it'll give you a lot of insight on, you know, where you're going and what you need to be doing, certain things you don't need to be doing. And, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of jewelry out there for us. But, you know, like I said, the word ignores the beginning of the word ignorance. For 
brief that people choose to ignore knowledge. Yeah, I had. That's what I'm saying. I was, I was going to ask you about that because I know my problem is sometimes it's like, man, it's like you got a lot of ignorant people out here, and it's like when you try to help them, they get mad. Uh-huh. I was like, what the oh, fuck? Like, you wrong. But they get mad because uh-huh. they're so ignorant. So it's like, what you do with that? <laughs> well, for me, for me, like I know that there's, you know, you don't, you can't reform and change people, you know, out here. You have to just become the vessel of the light yourself. You have to become that vessel of light, and who may see you, people that may see you or come across you, they may be influenced to redirect their own knowledge and information that they have for themselves. Because there's not a lot of conscious people, and when you're trying to wake someone up who is mentally dead, it's like a scene from, it would be like a scene from Night of the Living Dead, because, mm-hmm. you know, what happens when you start messing with a zombie? You know, they're going to come after you, you know, so, and a lot of times these people are family members. You know, it's like telling somebody all their life since you was a kid that Santa Claus is real. That there's a white man that comes down your chimney with red, rosy cheeks, and he has a bag of gifts. And this is what you really believe, and you never, ever had an understanding that your mother and father put all those gifts up on there, or whoever your elders were, your caregiver. And you really believe this, and then they become an adult, and they're in their 30s now, and they still believe in the tooth fairy and, and Santa Claus, and you come along and you tell them it don't exist. That's going to hurt. And because it hurts, they may be resistant and they may fight you. Or they may pull out something to hit you over the head with it. Because knowledge to be woke up and to be brought to the light sometimes is so blinding that people, they frown up like you do when you look at the sun. They're going to frown at you. Hmm. They, it's too much light for them. You know, it's, it's like what Masons tell people, too much light to blind you. <laughs> you got to, you got to, it's, it's a level to these things that you can't just, it just, it just give this information away like that. You have to be around the willing participant, the person that's willing to listen, that's willing to, you know, get your inf- the information that you're projecting. And it's based on you being the light. So people start saying, hey, man, what do you know? People come up to you and ask you. Some people come around, just want to hang with you and just want to see how you get down because they see so much light coming from you. And that's what I usually get. I don't really force what I know and what I do on people, you know, especially when I was out there, you know what I'm saying, little Mac Daddy playing with girls. I didn't want to come off like I was a preacher because that would cut off my chances of getting, you know what, you know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. I had to play it a certain way. You know how you do it, you know what I'm saying? You have to be alpha in your approach, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in business, especially if you're a man. You got to be alpha in your approach. You know, you gotta you got to know your intention behind everything you're doing. You got you to gotta know what it is you want. And you gotta speak on it, cause the closed mouth will never get fed. I say, so what's what's next for you right now? Like, what you working on? Well, I'm I'm working on thinking about out the book, mm. and I'm so excited about this because it's a physical book. But I'm excited because this is what I was looking to do when I the day I got shot. But I didn't know how to do it. But I didn't know how to put a book together. But since I did culture vultures, now that I know and have an understanding of doing these things. I'm excited, man. This is the most excited I've been on a project because this is a project that led me into what I'm doing today. You know, Thinking Ball Out is a is a real project because that really happened, man. I really got shot that day. I really went through the different situations. David, if you heard the story of David on there, that really happened, man. The GTA story is a real story. Yeah, I, I was like, it was dope. I like how you did it, and I like how you was like, uh, like, you got shot, but then you was asking for, like, a pen and a paper. I was like, damn, all right. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I was right in there. I was high and all. I was on the morphine because they had the painkillers going. So I was in there writing, brother. I was I was jotting it down, man, every chance I got. Because I was in there, let's say, 
24 hours in the day and you only get like a six hour slot for visitors the other 18 I had to you know utilize some sleep just resting but I was doing a lot of writing and so it was beyond thinking ball out because when I look at the notebook that I was writing in I mean it's so many chapters that I didn't put in thinking ball out that I could have but that's what we at now man I'm this thinking ball out book is just a beautiful thing and then I'm also working on a book uh, going into the, the faculties of like I said when I was out there in the streets you know, because I became a young father because I was out there playing around with girls and doing different things. But, you know, there's certain jewelry I got from looking at what I was doing when I was doing it because I had a lot of girls I was talking to based on certain principles I live by. You know, and being an alpha male in the streets, in relationships, and in, 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 my, in my everyday movement, I also had to take being an alpha within business. You know, you have to be alpha in business because you got to let people know what it is you want and what you're willing to do and what you're willing not to do. you got to have integrity, you know. So that's another project. And then i got a project through Hip Hop Motivation Kids. I'm working on, as we speak, waiting on um, the artist to send me a few more pictures that he had to adjust uh, called My Barber's Hands Think, where what I'm teaching the children in this book is about 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 hygiene. I'm going into hygiene on this one and how important it is to, you know, wash your hands, how important it is to wash your hair, how important it is to, you know, just really keep yourself up, man, and just put yourself first. You know, like, you know, and I got that jewelry from my father being a kid because my dad was, you know, one of those people, like, he kept himself up. He went to the nail shop and he got his feet done. And so when I was young, I was doing the same thing. And people used to be looking like, what are you doing that? Like, that ain't for girls, that's for any human being that want to be up on their game, man. You got to put yourself first. You got to be selfish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then that's the last book I'm working on right now. Well, not the last, but that's the, after I finish these next projects, the, uh, that's the next one I'm working on called The Book of Selfish. Mm. And that's going to be an audio book uh, with my boy John Robinson from Science of Life, who used to be with MF Doom. Um, he's a part of Monster, Monster City's R's and all that stuff. So um, he has a song with Doom called Yikes. So you can look him up online, Lil Side. But he's uh, known as John Robinson, which is his actual government. Mm-hmm. And so he, he did the music. So I'm just uh, writing the project. Now I'm working on multiple projects at the time. Yeah, that's what I say. I'm a big fan of the... I listen to audio books more than the books because I be driving. You know, when you, yeah. every time I'm driving or going to work, I'm listening to audio books. So yeah. that's the yeah. That's I think that's the new wave. The book's cool too, but the new wave is yeah. the audio books. Because you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure you heard this. They were saying like I, I think I heard it from Brian Tracy. He was talking about how like if you always listen to audio books in your car. If you do that for like a year, that's like two semesters of college. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's and that's why I was up on game more than a lot of people. When I started hip hop motivation, because I was already doing that, I was already listening to Les Brown before I even started hanging with him. I was already listening to Jim Rohn and all these great people, you know what I'm saying, and uh, you know uh, Reverend Ike and so on and so on. Because I was just every day, man, my passion and desire was to get information and to listen to this knowledge and and, and grow. You say you listen to the Hicks. The Hicks, you listen to them, Esther Hicks. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I went and saw them. That's that's my man. I think they the ones put me on game the most out of everybody. Like once I started yeah, listening to them, yeah. I just really started that's noticing. Law like, of attraction, that law of attraction thing. Yeah, uh, the thing with the secret came from them. Actually, I saw like a yeah, uh, I they copied on, it. Yep. Londa Bryan was around them, and she was getting jewelry, and um, she took it and she packaged it up. 
knowledge if we need. That's like that'd be like Bobby Hennett, you know, who's not really all the way like he used to be right now. That's like him saying, Oh, you can't speak on it. I, you can't speak on it then. If I can't speak you can't speak on it, I can't speak on it, you can't speak on it. So knowledge is infinite, man. Like we all can spit it and say it in our own way through our own voice. And that's what I did with hip hop motivation. And I didn't have any apprehension about, well, maybe I don't know enough. No, I'm gonna know if I don't know enough it's it's up to me to put in the time to do research and continue to educate myself so I can take it Use utilize information and tell people how it works for me. If I have no right to give this information unless I've applied this information, mm-hmm. and these are things that I've applied, you know, that's why those chapters like you think about out and did to me because those are things I've applied and they work. And I know this might be a big question, but what advice would you give to like say somebody that's trying to do exactly kind of what you're doing? What advice would you give to them? Well, first and foremost, man, start where you're at. You know, do the same thing I did. I didn't know, you know, my initial idea was to write a book. I didn't know how to do that. So what I did was I looked around at what was around me at the time. I was managing a guy, and I was able to record it. So, I, you know, before that, I went and got me a, a voice recorder. You know, I didn't use it before I got shot, but I had it on deck just in case I had to. So you start where you're at. You start recording it. You start writing things down. If you don't have a computer... Write in a notebook. If you don't have a notebook and you have a computer, go ahead and type it. If you have neither and you have a phone, write things down in your phone. So it's just starting where you're at, man. You got to start. Like, whatever it is you're trying to do, start. Don't worry about failure. Failure is the most beautiful thing. And I just put a post up where I'm showing all the ugly of me working out right now where... You know, I'm, I, it's yeah, I saw you pushing that bag, that push, that punching yeah, bag. I, I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm showing all the ugly. They ain't be laughing at it. All my homeboys, they laugh at it. Like the other day, I was crawling, and I had to keep my legs straight. That was a tough one, man. And I look like my legs. They say my legs like they got shot with Novocaine. So you, you hey, was doing the stanky leg over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, hey, but guess what? You got you to gotta start somewhere, man. Everything in the universe starts small and gets large. Everything in the universe starts in the dark and goes into the light. And the dark has more potential than the light. So embrace the darkness. Embrace where you're at. That's what I say to anyone that's trying to do anything, even on the level I'm doing or whatever level you want to do it on. Start where you're at. Utilize what's around you. You know what I'm saying? Don't be thinking you have to know all this information. You have to have this on deck. You mm-hmm. gotta have the restaurant to cook. No, you start. That's what you do. Go through all the failures. Go through all the learning. Go through everything you need to do because failure is divinely connected to success. Because failure is connected to what? Trying. Unless you try something, you're not gonna know if you're gonna be a success or not successful. So failure is very important. You have to go through things. You have to do it, man. Yeah. That's what I say. Start where you're at. And then what would you like to say to all your fans and supporters? Man, just it's one love, man. Much respect and much success to you. I really appreciate everybody that's tuned in to Hip Hop Motivation. We have a lot more to, to drop and put up. You know, like right now, I've just been in my creative space to where it's been kind of kind of tight with my timing. But uh, we've been moving around. Dame and I with the book a little bit. Well, he's been moving around. And so... Um, I talked about that the other day, like, yo, you got to connect me with that because you're going to start looking funny if you're moving around with the book and I ain't with you. It's going to look like Cujo going out to book shows without Stephen King. You know what I'm saying? So he just got to, you know, he got it now, but, you know, you know how I go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to talk to brothers and get them 
Daniels was because you also want to put it out there that you don't remember what we was doing with Hip Hop Motivation when it came to you speaking. He's putting those videos up as a way to bring what you were saying to the platform of the millennials mm-hmm. through YouTube, and it worked. You know, look at it. That's why people was getting booked. That's why we selling books. We just did a club the other day. We got rid of 70 books so quick. You know what I'm saying? Signed them and got out of there. You know, and Nipsey Hussle was there. It was dope, man. And, uh, you know, it's all love. And I appreciate everybody out there that's tuned in. And make sure you stay in tune. Anytime you see Hip Hop Motivation, that logo on the cover or on the side of it's the spine of the book, just know that you're going to get some official information. Then we're going to start doing things with other authors. So, you know, that's my big plan, you know, is to bring forth the other, uh, other authors in the same line of uh, personal development and just put their stuff out through the brand of hip-hop motivation. Yeah, I, I was looking on your YouTube, got like over 12 million views on there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, yeah, I think, yeah, over, yeah, over 12, yeah, it's over 12 million? Yep. Yeah, so that's unique phones and computers. So, yeah, we put in the work, man, myself and... Michelle and Carolyn. Carolyn was filming all those videos, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A black woman. And then, like, even, I know, like, so tell me what you film with, because people be thinking you need to get, like, this deluxe-ass camera and all this. What were you filming with? Man, I was, filming, I was we've been filming everything. We filmed the movie with the same camera we filmed Dane with, man. Like, we filmed with the, uh, the T4i, the Rebel, you know what I'm saying? And we just got, like, we had, like, an extra lens or whatever, and we had to the microphones, it took us a while to get the mic situation right because we didn't understand it. You know, we had a lot of failures. That's why sometimes you watch the video, you'd be like, I'm making all this, this, this noise, but hey, that failure is what brought us forth to what we understand now. You got to sit that mic down or somewhere. You got to have it hanging over so that way or put some lavaliers on someone's chest so you can really get the, that sound quality that you need. You know, and so that's why I said failure is a good thing because then you learn. You learn from your mistakes. You learn. And if you ain't learning from your mistakes, then you just, you know, you're ignorant. Hmm. You, choose to ignore, you, you choose to ignore the knowledge that's been given to you that came through you. So you don't remain ignorant until you wake up and start looking around. Yeah, but uh, I'd say to anybody trying to film or do a podcast, just start, man. Hell, the phones that we have now, if you're paying a damn $100 phone bill, you better get your money back and use that phone, that camera, the, cam- the phone, the camera, the lens on the phone is better damn near than the the lens on the T4i. So, hey, especially with these iPhones and all this stuff, Samsung, hey, use it. Yeah, they got people make, they make movies with fucking phones and shit, man. People be just making excuses. Oh, I said, people just, I just look at it like, it's just you already want to do it. If you got to try to name something, you know, it just be little shit stopping you. That means you didn't want to do it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And that's where what it boils down to. It's a good thing you said that, that you know that, you know, it's like, when you really have a passion for something, you really want to do it. Because people say all day they want to do something, but unless you start doing, it ain't really your passion. You know, I, I know mad people like that. They want to cook or they want to, they got a certain thing they want to do. Oh, I want to go, I want to do hair, but they don't take the time to go to school to learn. They don't, it's not really your passion. Until you find your passion, you know, you may want to go on these things, but you want to find your passion. You want to find what you would do, even if you weren't getting paid. And then, like, I, I love writing so much to where I would write even if I wasn't getting no money off culture cultures or whatever I'm doing. It's going to be something that's in me regardless. I'm something that I'm going to do regardless yeah. if I'm getting a dollar or not. Because yeah. I love reading, I love writing, I love studying, I love information, I love speaking. And that's another thing. I'll be going around doing a lot of speaking engagements. Because my, my package is a little different than 
Dane because Dane was more his own experience and what he went through as far as Rockefeller and everything with the fashion and stuff. But my thing is that my, what I speak on is more of the concrete principles, the underlying stuff that is all connected to success. You know, it's not a one-sided message. It's more of it has balance. Because sure, Dane is saying that you do it this way and this is the way you want to do it. You want to be independent. But there's a polarity even to that statement. You know, when you yeah. go under natural law, the law of polarity states that all truths are but half-truths. So, in connection to mentalism, in connection to correspondence, in connection to vibration, in connection to the law of rhythm, in connection to the law of cause and effect, in connection to the law of mental gender, all truths are but half-truths. So, the more you know is the more you don't know. Yeah. It goes back to what I said earlier. So, you want to always remember you got to use what's good for you. You know, you have the things that are great for you. Yeah, it's or funny. You, try it. <laughs> it's funny you say that because, you know, even you was talking about earlier, and you know, the book uh, The Alchemist. And even with Dame, because I actually, uh, Dame had that thing with a boy Watkins called IBM Intelligent Boss Moves. But it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't listen to, you know, everything he says, like like you said, you take from that person, yeah, you take you from that mean, person, right I take from you, then you put your own, you know, yeah, make your own little swag. I mean, because you got people that, you know, I mean, what the going thing is, because people, every time they do an interview, they always ask him about his personality and how it works or doesn't work in business, and his, uh, the first thing he says, I, he doesn't care. Well, I disagree with that, and I disagree with that to, to his face, because he's a friend of mine, and I disagree with that because in life, you do have to have help people that will help you along your way. You can't just be an asshole with everything. You have to have people that want to work for you, that want to help you. You know, there may be a connection that someone can give you, but if you're not liked, being liked is the most important jewelry on the planet Earth. Look yeah. at your relationship you know right now, God. If your girl don't like you, she don't want to hang with you. If you don't like her, she don't want to be around you. She may love you, but she may not like you. Mm. And that's how relationships fail, because the liking element leaves the relationship. That's why, you know, I used to go on dates. The first thing I would ask a woman is, what's more important, to be loved or to be liked? And you fall back and you start asking these questions and you listen to the answers. It's interesting the answers you get because most people always say what? To be loved. Right. Right? But if you really look at it, and it may be in your family, it may be some friends. There's people that you love, but you really don't like them, so you don't kick it with them. You don't call them. You don't talk to them. You don't want to be around them. You love them, but you don't like them. It may be an uncle. maybe may be an aunt. It may be your mom. maybe your dad. maybe your sister. maybe your brother. You love them, but you don't like them. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they may, they, their personality don't work, it didn't, didn't work well with you or whatever it may be. But the liking element is the most important. You know, and so that's why the book by the Ron Dumont called Personal Magnetism is one of my favorite books. Actually, myself and my lady, Michelle Gentle, she's, you know, she's a part of the hip-hop motivation team. She's a star of The Secret Department also. Yeah, that's the one you uh, met, you was talking about in the book. When you were saying like you met at the restaurant and she was putting you on game about about no, money no, and that's stuff. Not her. No, that's not her. That was somebody else back in the day. But oh my bad. Michelle, <laughs> oh no, 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 ain't no, ain't no. You know what I'm saying? But Michelle, she's uh, in the secret of all. She's the she's the actual star in the docu, the, the drama part of the movie because it's a docu drama. Mm. And so she's the one. She's the girl. Nina Davis going around trying to find her way and how the clothing store started. And uh, that's one of her favorite books. And when she reads it, just like myself. That book turns into uh, a great, not only a great learning lesson for us, but it, it actually gives us jewelry every single time we read it because 
you start evaluating your own personality and who you have become and what you are to a lot of people around you. You start paying attention to your personality with people in business and life and relationships. You know, instead of having so much pride to think you know every damn thing or, oh, I don't need to change, I don't need to rearrange nothing. No, that's not the way life works. And you can say all day you don't care, but guess what? At the same time, you're going to be asking somebody to help you somewhere down the line. And then I was say, you know what I'm saying? You can say all day you don't care, but hey, you have to. You better care. Because if you don't care, anybody want to deal with you. Nobody going to want to. Who, who wants to buy a product for somebody that's not like? Huh. Nobody want to buy. Wouldn't nobody buy a chapstick from you if they don't like you? Yeah, I don't give a damn what you say. You right. have to be like. Being liked is very important. And I would say, how important is it? Uh, I just want you, like, how important is it you, like, what qualities should they look into, like, when you're trying to find a spouse? Like, what do you think the main qualities are? The main quality, to, as far as a spouse goes, is to me, from what I've experienced, I've dealt with so many different ladies, and I, you know, because I'm a father of seven children. And Damn. I started off young, <laughs> old, you know what I'm saying? And I've, I've, my father was in the pimp game for, you know, my mother and my uncle, you know, who I talk about thinking about loud, just being around these different people in the barbershop, doing my own senses. The most important thing is you want someone that really, that you really, really, truly like, and they like you. You know what I'm saying? And the way you can tell that is, you don't want a woman, if you're a masculine man, you don't want a woman that's masculine with you, you know, because that, that's not polarity. That turns into the same thing, and that's going to that's gonna deflect. What you want to do is you want somebody that really, you know, really just balances you out. There's a great balance for you, you know what I'm saying? The qualities that you don't have, she may possess, and the qualities that you may possess, she may not have. You always want to do that, man. Because there's no way, real way of telling who's good or bad for you. Because if that was the case, if that was the case, there wouldn't be no, there wouldn't be too many divorces out here. Everybody be together. You know, it's, it's all about communication. Those are very, that's very important. But the liking element, once the liking element leaves a relationship, it's a wrap. You can get it back, but it just takes time. People say it's trust, you know what I'm saying? You want people that, that you can trust, you know, that's that's another one. You ask people what's important, trust, trust the truth. You know, uh, I would say you want trust. You know what I'm saying? Truth is objective. You know, your mother or your, your caregiver might have lied to you, but you can trust they wouldn't poison you when you was a little kid, because mm-hmm. you wouldn't be here right now if that's the case. But she might not have always told you exactly what it was, but you hear. You know what I'm saying? Because you can trust it. You know, so you want people that you can trust and you want to be wanted and not needed. You don't want a woman that's needy. You don't want that and you don't want to become needy with her because she can't respect that anyway because a woman wants a real man. You have to be alpha with your woman. You have to have a a balance of alpha and beta with your woman. You have to. You know, you have to be able to understand it. But what will take you there is just really understanding mental gender and the natural law principles. That masculine and feminine principles is within every man and woman. If you're not having success within your relationship, begin to cultivate the feminine half of yourself and understand and relate to the woman so you can get a better understanding of her. And if you're a woman and you're having problems with the man in your life, go into the masculine principle within yourself and begin to learn how to relate to the man you're dealing with. See? Everything is right there. Everything was on the pyramid walls. There wasn't no business plan on the pyramid walls. There wasn't no health plan. It was really, truly how to just really, what they were really doing was how to die the right way. How to do everything right here on this plane in the right order. Through balance. Through truth. 
natural law principles. You can't escape the law of mentalism. Even if you don't believe it, you can't escape it. You can't escape cause and effect. You can't escape it. And so I tell you, go into natural law. Bring natural law to your relationship. That's one of my next projects, too, by the way. That's the book about the uh, about being an alpha male and a beta male in business, as well as your relationship. The stuff about my relationships, the things I had to learn through trial and error. You know, just be a man, man. Be real. Keep it real. Don't lie to your woman. Keep it real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Keep it real. You know, that's what being a real alpha male is. Being a real man is, is keeping it real. Don't break the law. Give her the right to know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times we already in the game with them and we already in the lives, so it's hard to go back on that because you get in the mind, say, oh, I don't want to lose. Well, you can't lose what's really for you in the first place. Mm-hmm. You, can only, you only lose when you have a, 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 a lackluster mindset. If you have an abundant mindset, there's never no loss. That's what I'm learning about the, with the Abraham. It's like, now nah, I just be like, man, I just want to feel good and be happy. So yeah. that's what I'm on. Shit, if it don't feel right, I know it ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> man, like, that's, that's the end. That's Shit, the keep answer. it simple. That's, huh? that's, and that's the answer, man. It's different degrees of happiness. It's different degrees of sadness. And so if you're picking a spouse or you're picking some mate, you have to understand those things. And space is one of the most beautiful things in a relationship, you know. And stand on your purpose. If you're a man and you're trying to attract a woman, say you, you're solo and you don't have a relationship, get on your purpose. Get your shit together. Start working out. Start, you know, training. Get your business going, you know. Stay on your purpose because you'll begin to attract people that are going down the same path as you. Or you're, you're just going to attract people anyway. You're going to attract a young lady if you stay on your purpose. You don't attract somebody now because you're on your purpose. It's about you, you know, and that's what it should be about. But a lot of times, one of the reasons why a lot of women in this day and age are so masculine is because men here are being so feminine in their approach. They're being beta. Mm. They're not being real men. They're lying to women, and they lie to women based on they're afraid of losing them. But if you have an abundant mindset, which is what an alpha has, you're not going to be afraid to tell nobody your truth. You're not going to be afraid to post a picture up on your Instagram when you're doing ugly workouts. You don't care what nobody thinks. I don't care what nobody thinks. And it's not the same, I don't care like game be spitting. It's the, I care about myself to the point where I'm okay in my ugly truth. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with being open. I'm okay with these things. And that's when you know you became you become conscious when you stop tripping off what people think and start going with the mindset that you feel for yourself and for things around you. Stop tripping off what people think. You know, because arrogance is ignorance. So the more arrogant you are and you start feeling like you're better than people, that's ignorance, man. It ain't, on, man. That ain't even reality. That's something you made up in your mind. You know what I'm saying? But at the, at the end of the day, it's about consciousness. It's about self-knowledge. Knowledge of self, self-knowledge, self-improvement, self-empowerment, becoming selfish. Mm-hmm. The word selfish is a bad word for a lot of people, but you can't be selfless. Yeah, you gotta look out for yourself. I always tell, like, to me, it's like, you always got, like, even if you got kids and everything, what's the most important thing? If you got kids, the most important thing is your health. Because if you ain't alive, then your kids, you can't be, you know, so even that, it's like, you gotta put yourself first in things. Yeah, you have to, man. A mother, a mother is a, you know, it's an interesting thing because you see a lot of women put their children first. But that's actually an oxymoron because she has to get sleep. Regardless of what you say, she gonna do for herself first anyway. She gotta sleep on her own. You can't sleep for your mama. 
she got to sleep. She got to eat. She got to drink. She got to use the bathroom. She got to. So those things are selfish individual things. And the word selfish throws people off. But if you look at the, the prefix ish, the suffix ish, you look at ish. Ish means above, about, or it means of or about. So you're of or about the self. That's not a bad word. You can't be selfless unless you are selfish first. You can't give someone something you're not giving yourself unless you're filled up. How am I loan you money if I don't have no money in the bank or no money in my pocket? I can't give you nothing if I don't have nothing. Right. You have to fill yourself up. And that's really the jewelry that people got to get back into is, is self-improvement and self-empowerment, man. Self-empowerment, self-improvement. You can't help somebody or do something for someone that you're not doing for yourself. You can't do it. It's impossible. You can try. It's not impossible. You can try, but what's going to happen is it's bring you to where you're going to need. You're going to become. You're going to become needy. You don't need somebody to help you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to get to a place where you're building yourself up, man. And that's how. That's that's how. That's a great. That was. That's when you know when you're in a relationship with someone. That's when you're in a great relationship when you're with a woman that understands that, or a woman with a man that understands that principle. You know, I want you to be yourself. I want you to keep continue to do the things that attract me to you in the first place. Keep going to work out. Keep going to walk. But a lot of times people just give up. They get lazy. They be like, they just like, ah, whatever. Ah, man. Ah, man. <laughs> keep your friends. Stop giving your friends up because you're in a new relationship. Nah, keep your own boys. Keep your own girls. You know, you ain't always got to go to the club or do what you got to do. But just still enjoy yourself. Still enjoy your life. You want people that are move and going to the fold of what you're doing. You don't want to be a liar and start trying to repress something that is really you. Because repression means that aggressively, whatever you're trying to oppress, it's going to aggressively come to the surface. That's why a lot of women, you know, I don't know if you know, but I'm sure you do. Like, you know, when we out playing, you holler at church girls because church girls trying to repress sex. And maybe the main ones giving it up. They can have all their clothes. They were the main ones giving up because they were pressing something that's natural, sex. How you going to repress that? Why would you? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're repressing sex. We all got here from sex. I know, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how is that such a bad thing? It's bad if it's rape. It's bad if it's molestation. It's bad. And yes, we understand that. That's a transgression. Those are forms of theft. And you don't break the law. See, when you perform a transgression, you're breaking the law, the natural law. And so we don't do that. What we do is, you know, saying we progress through understanding and having knowledge of self, and understanding natural law is the ultimate knowledge of self. And I was say, I was gonna say, anybody that's just not hearing about you through the interview, um, can you tell them why they should go check out your brand? Well, speaking speaking for myself, like you know, not bragging anything, but I know that my intention is in the right place with this information that I'm bringing forth to the culture, and so. Intention is the highest is the highest level of the game because once you have a well defined intention and you stick to it, and these things begin to become manifest, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing because then people that are actually getting this information they feel the vibration and the energy of what I'm what I'm doing, you know. So I, I have to say because I keep it real, it's about realism, man. It's about applying things and being able to speak about it. You know, I don't bring forth anything that hasn't been applied myself. I can't tell you how to build a house and have a whole book on building a house because I've never built a house from the ground up. I mean, I did a lot of stuff when I was younger, like, you know, good construction, but I can only speak about what I know, you know, and that's where I'm coming from, so that's why they should check it out because that hip-hop motivation, we keep it real. 
All right, man. I want to say thanks for coming through Paul's ticket with me. I appreciate it. Anytime, brother, man. You hit me up anytime. And, you know what I'm saying, we get it, get it going. We're in the time, and we own it, man. Next time we do a Skype. That's what's up. You want to tell me your social media and everything? Yeah, they can hit me up at, um, at hip underscore hop underscore motivator. That's my actual page. Or they can go to culture vultures uh, underscore the book. I think it's the book. Culture vultures underscore book. That's what it is. Uh, that's Instagram and then on um, that's really where I'm at. I don't really do uh, Facebook as much, but um, on Facebook is Kenyatta Car Reed. And uh, hit us, hit us up, man. And if you want to drop us some lines, hit me at ballinginfo, B-A-L-L-I-N, I-N-F-O at gmail.com. We take questions and different things and, you know, stand, so you can stay in tune with everything we're doing. And then if you would like to get the Secret to Ballin movie as well as uh, Hip Hop Motivation t-shirts like the ones I have on my videos in different colors or whatever you want, a hoodie or whatever, you can go to www.hiphopmotivation.com. Say anybody trying to get down with you, what you need help in right now? Well, you know, right now, like I said, we just um, we're going through uh, some changes as far as with the, the filming of things. But I just got um, I'm coming back around to getting back on the hip hop motivation videos because we just been a little tied up. But right now, man, I'm just been I'm just in creative mode, so there's not much I need help with as far as the brand itself right now. But that'll be coming because I'm always open for help and people to come in bring their ideas to the table so that'll be real soon actually yo this is Kenyatta the hip hop motivator and I'm pole politicking check us out at hip underscore hop underscore motivator on Instagram stay in tune with everything we're doing at the hip hop motivation YouTube page peace and blessings